0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fifth episode of the three-part podcast. I'm your host, Devin Wright. Today, we're going to be talking about who's better around the league. We're going to get into the rookies, teams, and even all-star caliber players. Next, we're going to dive deep into my biggest surprises and disappointments so far in this season. But before we go anywhere near those two topics, we got to talk about the league and how it's changing hands. It's a crazy it's a crazy crazy turnaround since last year uh, and if you match the standings uh, from the end of last year and where we are right now, there's a lot of mismatch, match, a lot of weird structured teams and weird places and uh, there's some big ones I want to talk about. And one of the one of the teams I want to talk about, and we're just going to start in the beginning is it's got to be the Phoenix Suns. Now Phoenix has been playing well. And when I say well, I mean weirdly well. And on paper, it's not weird, but we're gonna get into that. Uh, the reason why I say they're playing, they're playing better, way better than most of any analyst or game expert has expected. They've been playing way better uh, than I would have projected them. Uh, even in the beginning, even at the start of the season, I probably wouldn't have. Put them at where they at right now. I would never predict it at what run they were gonna go towards, but they've been playing really solid basketball, and it shows in the box score, and it shows in the standings. They're a five and two team right now, as of recording. They're a five and two team. Now, let me let me explain for the people who don't know why why this is so crazy. All right, just judging off of Uh, the yesteryears and their history they're playing way better like I said than projected Uh, just going off to the years past and the the, the Phoenix Suns teams that have been built around Devin Booker they've been awful they've been god awful they choose really young players uh, and young lottery picks to build around them and it has not worked for years all the, all, all the years I've been watching basketball, and I have not I haven't been watching it up close and with a microscope as I've been now, but even in the past just watching it just as a casual fan, Phoenix is, for all the years I've been watching, they have never been good, alright, and you can blame it on ownership and how, uh, to the people they hire, you can blame it on the general managers and the players they acquire, yeah, it's been god-awful, but that's ton, that, those Suns teams, uh, compared to now, are totally different teams. Now, uh, this, this organization, as of right now, most of their draft picks are gone, all right? And they replaced their draft picks by young, proven veterans who know how to win basketball games, all right? And on paper... They have a really solid lineup. They got rookie Rubio, Kelly Oubre, they added Aaron Baines, you got a shot blocker and a defensive anchor in Darren Baines. And you have a borderline all-star in Devin Booker. And add that all together, they're they're winning some games, man. 5 and 2. They're 5 and 2 as of recording right now. Over the past year, uh, their James, Jum- uh, their general manager, James Jones, uh, really whittled down their young prospects and only kept the best. And they, like I said, they swapped it out with prime vets who can just instill and install a winning culture. And judging by what we've seen so far, that's exactly what they've done. And even though it's early and there's more to be seen, they still got a whole lot of games left. It's it's very it's exciting and it's very it's it's rich to see, man. It's weird. Phoenix is they they're doing pretty good and it's weird. On paper, like I said, it shouldn't be weird because they have solid players and a solid roster that's finally built around Devin Booker. It's it's been some years coming. I'll be honest with you, and it's been some hard hard years to watch. But they're, they're playing solid, and that's a great thing to see. And on the opposite of that, we got to talk about the Golden State Warriors. They've they've owned the NBA for the last five years. If we're if we're being honest, look at Stephen Curry, unanimous MVP, won three rings with the Warriors. Uh, it's it's basically the Warriors versus LeBron's team. For the last few years, and even even the last one, you, you put Kawhi in there because LeBron wasn't in the East anymore. But you you look, you go and Google the Warriors lineup from last year, and look at them right now. Totally different teams. It's just like the Suns, but in a bad way. All right, because KD, you all right, we knew going into this season, KD was leaving, but he was injured. But he left. He, let's try it again. We knew going in that coming in in this season, you're gonna lose KD. You're gonna lose Klay Thompson to that injury. You were kind of hoping, and not not gonna say promise, but you were really hoping that he'd be back by the All Star break. But looking at what management's saying, that's not gonna happen. They're gonna put him out for the full season. You take those two players out, the Warriors are gonna look depleted. But they still have their unanimous MVP Stephen Curry and their defensive anchor in Draymond Green. But just going off of what we've seen, you know, Steph got injured. He has a a wrist injury from that Suns game. All right, Draymond, he has a finger ligament injury and he's out. And it's gonna sound really disrespectful when I say this, and I mean no disrespect at all. No disrespect at all because. I'm just I'm just laying out the facts, man. This Warriors team is just a bunch of G League call ups, role players, and D'Angelo Russell. Now, you acquired D'Angelo Russell in the offseason just to just to really ease that Klay Thompson hole and put slot him in there and see if he can make another run at it. But the injury bug is a bug that everybody can catch. And you can't you can't outrun the injury bug. And when it catches up to you, you're going to feel it. And this team is really feeling it. Uh, and there's one question. There's a lot of questions that this teams need to address. Are they a lottery team? Are they a playoff team? Do they go ahead and, and uh, trade D'Angelo Russell for some draft picks and just call it and just hit the reset, hit the hard reset button. But one of the biggest questions is the playoffs. And are they going to make the playoffs? And is this team a playoff team? Well, if you ask me, and you definitely are because you're listening to this podcast, my guy, you're 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 definitely asking me. All right, this team, you they're still making the playoffs. All right. That wrist injury for uh Stephen Curry, he's not gonna he's not gonna be out for the all season. That unanimous MVP, the greatest shooter of all time, he's coming back. Coming back with a vengeance. Uh that defensive anchor and Draymond Green. He's coming back. This is just a finger injury. He could tape it up, put some metal over it, call it a game. Not even not call it a game. Call it a day. And slide D'Angelo Russell in there. A prolific shooter and an all-star. They're making the playoffs. But you're not gonna see them at the point that they've usually been at the one through three slot or the one through four slot. Now they're gonna be a, a five through eight, man. Can't call it right now. Still early. I could see them, uh, like I said, in that little in that little area right there. We're gonna put them at a the little cubby. They're not getting home court advantage. All right, they're gonna be an away team, but they're still making the playoffs. And one more team that's been very, uh, just been just been playing, I'm um, let's say out of pocket. But when it's a weird thing to say out of pocket, they've been playing out of my expectations. All right, and that's the Charlotte Hornets. All right, and they're just shrugging at odds. They're looking at the teams like, ah. Uh, people said we're going to lose now. We're going to go out there, put on a show, leave it all on the floor, and then we'll just stand with the results. And that's exactly what they were doing. They're like starting this season without their all without their All-Star and Walker who left in the off season. But this squad is a is a great team. And and even ah, they're looking to be a contender. It's it's hard to say. You know, it's really hard to say. It's the East. They say East is weak. So, I'm, I mean, they have a spot to slide in there. If they keep their stellar play up, they could be in there. Am I saying they're a lock? Not at all. Not at all. But they're playing really well. They're at a 4-3 a and three spot. They're a 6-seed in the East. As of right now, they're a 6-seed. A mix of young players and vets with grit and determination. Ah, this unlikely tandem is really putting on a show, man. It's it's crazy. They're, they're a 6-seed. That's not something at all I was... I would put them there at now, Was that even English? It's not That's how crazy they're playing man Playing so crazily I can't even speak English And Speaking of crazy Let's go ahead and get to This is a fun topic right here Alright we're going to call it who's better Alright And we'll start with the rookies who's, who's who's the better rookie? Kobe White or Darius Darius Garland Now uh, Both are both came in the nba uh in the draft process and they were listed as point guards but kobe's more of a shooting guard if we're being honest with each other he's uh, he can uh, go out there and score the ball he can you uh, know he can also set up his teammates when they catch the ball or when they can actually uh correctly catch a pass and finish when they're wide open but hey, that's that's neither here nor there all right darius garland yeah, he puts some stats up. Uh he can get his teammates up and but if we're talking better at this moment, it's gotta be Kobe White. He's out there scoring his eyes out. He's not scoring his hair right. His hair's still up there, my guy. He's scoring his eyes out. He's playing really stellar ball. I uh, just coming off the bench. And uh there's just yeah, like I said, man, it's still early more to be seen, but like, I gotta give it to Kobe on that one. Next, we gotta talk about uh who's the better team the pelicans or the grizzlies now pelicans they're one and six right now grizzlies pretty sure they're like one and five and no they're two and five sorry grizzlies two is five two and five uh just judging off of the roster the grizzlies have i i mean we gotta be honest with each other like i said we're we're starting with honesty man we're starting with honesty both, both of these teams can have solid players who can score the ball. And that's no question, all right? Uh, New Orleans has shooters on their squad with J.J. Redick and Brandon Ingram. But even Jay Crowder can go out there and give you buckets for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, it's still... John ja, ja Morant still needs to uh, play up to a more consistent level. He's proved that he can go drop 20-28. But, uh... Consistency is his, uh, his biggest thing. He needs to stay consistent. Um, and both of these teams playing, like I say, they can score the ball lights out, but defensive defensively, they they need to work on. All right. Uh, and uh, it's just, their style of play isn't really turning in and translating into wins. But uh, at this point, uh, just looking at both of these teams on paper, and uh, project. No, not even gonna say projected. We're saying right now saying these teams, both of these teams right now, i got to give the New Orleans, Brandon Ingram, walking bucket, uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, still, Jerry's still out on him, man, but he's still got more room to play. J.J. Redick, walking bucket. Uh, like I said, both of these teams really need to work on defense, but uh, I, I feel like New, uh, Nolan, uh, that's not even say it. We'll, we'll say it correctly, all right? Nola has, has the best way to uh, really just change their season around. The quickest, I I would say even the more efficient one. You really don't want to put that much pressure on your rookie just to flip your franchise around. Uh, but that's talking project. We're talking right now. We got to give it to Nola. Got to give it to Nola. Uh, and lastly, for this who better, who's better segment, let's talk about Kyrie and James Harden. Now, out of these two players, who can turn their team's season around? While uh, most of these NBA teams are still trying to pass, they're uh, still trying to pass or at least close to passing their first 10 games. Some evaluations need to be made. And offense is a really big thing in this uh, generation of the league. And defense is not really a focus. But man, man defense. Yeah, it's, it's something that I'm not going to say... Most players sleep sleep on, but it's not really a uh, your first objective when you walk on the floor. All right, the Rockets shoot the lights out, but their defense is really something that really needs to be seen. Uh, example that Washington game. It was the second game of their uh, season. They allowed one hundred and fifty eight points. Now they won that game with one hundred and fifty nine points, but. It was an offensive clinic and more of a defensive suggestion. All right. The no they're not really tough on D and that's something that most I would say most of these teams I'm really covering that they need to work on. Uh it's a different situation, a different situation with the Nets. It appears that it's more emotional rather than basketball, which is a weird thing to say. Um Kyrie's really having at times they're more he's more at war with his teammates rather than his opponents now it's been reported that he has uh issues and uh issues with involvement with his team and staff if he's just not feeling like it he's just not gonna talk to you he's gonna cut off all communication gonna keep to himself but you you knew you knew you knew i'm not gonna say you knew that when you signed him but you knew that was a possibility when you signed him you look at the Cavaliers. He wanted out with LeBron. He wasn't a head honcho in Cleveland. He wanted to be his own head honcho. Somewhere else. Go to Boston. Boston didn't really turn out great. He said he would stay, and he left in the offseason. Little at Warriors teammates. You can you can look some clips up with uh, even Markeith Morris after games. Losing the close ones or even blowouts. They were talking about they're just not having fun out there. You go out there. I mean, you go out there just to play your heart out, but nobody's having fun. Everybody's taking it. Not not necessarily too serious, but they're just not having fun, which is uh, a crazy thing to say, and that's something you, would, uh, you shouldn't say. Not even say shouldn't. That's something you would want to keep in the locker room rather than tell reporters. But that just kind of tells you the dysfunction and dismay that was happening in that Boston locker room. Now we fast forward to the Brooklyn Nets, uh, I don't think anybody's really surprised. It's just more of a concern. And that's just something that just needs to be, I don't want to say issue, but that needs, that needs to be like a talking point. And out of those two issues for those two teams, I would, I would put the Rockets above the Nets. They got a solid core and got solid shooters and players around in that in that squad uh is great addition with rest i can't even say his name russell westbrook and you still got harden still got your shooters uh you still got uh your rim protector and clank capella Uh, defense can be easily worked on rather than emotional issues i i think so but when it comes to things that i think we're going to end it off with my biggest surprises and disappointments for this NBA season so far. Now, biggest takeaway, Boston's been playing really well, better than I would have uh, expected. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of teams out there playing better than I would have called it. Uh, almost everybody in that starting lineup can score. They got a talent, talented rookie class on the bench, and it's really solid. It's really great to see that uh, Gordon Hayward can still play at a high level. Even even for the rest of the team, uh uh losing that first game in the season opener, they really turned it around. And they're on a win streak. They're on five on a five game I can't even talk, man. A five game winning streak. Uh they're five and one, best in the east right now. They're playing real, uh they're playing well together, gelling well, playing solid, and it's and it's it's really good to see. Now, my biggest disappointment so far has got to be the Chicago Bulls. Got to be the Chicago Bulls. They have not been playing as to my liking. Now, last three years for the Bulls have been very bad. Uh, That trade for Jimmy Butler for draft picks and uh, Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. And and it really shows that uh, these last few years of rebuilding has been really rough on the Bulls and even their fan base. But... Look at where they are right now, and man, it's been disappointing. Even Media Day, they've been told that uh, they're going to make a run for the playoffs, and they're going to be a playoff team, but man, just looking at these these games, they have not been playing like a playoff playoff team. Now, uh, they had a schedule which was said to be a lighter schedule, and so they can have like a, a better turnaround and a great start to this NBA season, but it's been less than stellar uh, there's been talk that they should be around 4-1 and one or 3-2 and two, but no! no, 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 no no, 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 no with bad play and defensive woes they ended up being 1-4 and four. Uh, they advanced to be uh, no, they've been 1-4 in the first 5, now they've won some games after that but they're still trying to find themselves in the season, it's still early but from what I've seen, it's not been pretty and this uh ah, like I said, man, it's more to be seen. And yeah, that that's pretty much it, man. That's 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 pretty much it. So ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of the three-part podcast. Make sure to follow us on all social medias. And yeah, that concludes it, man. We'll see you in the next one.